Hey guys, welcome back to the Playmakers Podcast. Excited to have you guys along with us. This is your host, Alex. And it's Phil, too. Guys, another week in sports. A lot of stuff we got to talk about this week. A couple of interesting things, a couple of not so nice things. Uh, actually, one really bad thing we'll get to. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be quick with it, but yeah. Um, it's uh, <clears throat> But like usual, we always want to start off a little bit fun. We're going to do yeah. another draft here. Uh, this one is just going to be chain restaurants, so yeah. this does not include fast food. So no. your Taco Bells, your McDonald's, no, that's not in it this time. Yeah, no, we're not doing fast food stuff. We're going to actual like, restaurants, like possibly sit-down places, sit down stuff places, like that. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to start off with the one I believe that if you pick anything else at number one, you're wrong. Texas Roadhouse. That was my number one, but I believe I have something better. Okay. Texas Roadhouse for one reason and one reason. Well, actually, there's multiple reasons. Their steaks are actually very good. Oh, yeah. I don't think I've been there and had something that I didn't like. Like, there, it is very. Rolls, I did have that as my number their one. Their rolls are very good, and that cinnamon butter only elevates it. That's true. That cinnamon butter is. Oh, that cinnamon butter is so good. And their rolls by themselves are so, so good. So, Texas Roadhouse. And also, their sides are actually very good as well, too. So, <laughs> Do you know what side I get a lot? Baked potato? Yes. No, I normally get applesauce. <laughs> oh, you're one of those guys. Oh, or, no. <laughs> yeah, I do. It's good, but I also normally get like, yeah, like a baked potato or I get mm-hmm. mashed potatoes or like their fries are good. The loaded mashed potatoes are the way to go. So that's my number one pick. Okay. My number one pick, my number one pick, Cheesecake Factory. It's good, but I, I don't agree. I, well, I, what have you, you've only been there a couple times. I've though, been there you? three times. And what did you get? So the first time I went there, I got chicken Alfredo. Second, I, their I menu got, is freaking massive. Second time I went there, I got uh, ribeye. Okay. The ribeye is good, but it, if I want a steak, I'm going to a steakhouse. Yeah, well, yeah, obviously. And then the third time I went and got the Alfredo again. You need to get their, like, chicken Romano. Interesting. That stuff is so... I will, I will and their it. cheesecake. Okay, well, I've gotten cheesecake every single And their time cheesecake is so good. Well, let me put it to you this way. Dessert... No one comes close to Cheesecake Factory for me in chain restaurants because their their desserts really good. I will say that. Yeah. There is one other thing at Cheesecake Factory I think is phenomenal. Mm. Their appetizer. There's one specific appetizer. It's a deep fried macaroni and cheese ball. Wow. It is so good. And we kind of got them by well, I kind of got them by accident and by luck. The one time I went, my job paid for it. But basically, it's like balls roughly this size here. You know, give or yeah. take about that size. And so basically what they do is they just get some mac and cheese that they make in the kitchen and then they will get it covered up and, you know, they'll do the egg wash. They'll make sure oh, yeah, dude. T- Taryn and I actually got that last time we went. Dude, we were like, they are so good. Oh, did Saif join the... Yeah. Heck yeah, dude. Saif is... He's awesome, dude. He is awesome. Right, let's try to get you in here too. Yeah, dude. There you go. Yeah, dude. He's, he is a freaking baller. That guy. Yeah. So he's awesome it's like what's it called anyways those those uh mac and cheese balls phenomenal i will say that but n- not a terrible first pick no you, you need you need to like branch out from because the, their mass their menu is so freaking massive mm-hmm. like their i've heard their orange chicken is so good but i've I never had orange chicken i'm going to panda express oh my god <laughs> <laughs> if i want chinese food i'm going to somewhere trashy i'm going to, to be fair though if you want chinese food that actually is the there way to go, go. that is the way, way to go you gotta go somewhere trashy yeah. Um. Okay. Number, number two pick. I'm going Olive Garden for two. Or there's a couple of reasons. One, their breadsticks are phenomenal. Okay, that I think breadsticks are really good. And every time they come out fresh, they don't last longer than five minutes at my table. Yeah. Number two. I don't care what anyone says, but their bottomless salad and soup 
for like ten bucks. I actually, steal. I actually do like their salad. I didn't put Olive Garden just because it's it has gone downhill recently. Their, their, their entrees could be better, but there are certain ones that are actually really good. Like I get their shrimp Alfredo a lot, and their shrimp scampi. Both of those are phenomenal to me. Mm. Okay, so that would be my number two. Okay, so my number two. I actually had Texas Roadhouse as my number two, but then now I'm gonna go with actually I'm gonna go with Chili's because the the way they're priced and with how much food you get, it, it's it's really hard to beat the deal you get there okay. because the food is not bad at all. Their fajitas are, I every time I go there and someone gets like a fajita or something, I always regret my decision because they always smell and they sound good. Just just the sizzle of those sound, dude. Fair enough. But yeah, you get like their three for me or whatever. You get like a, a drink, an appetizer, and an entree. Yeah. For like ten bucks. Or twelve bucks now because of inflation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but for twelve dollars you can get endless chips and salsa. Or like a soup or something. Yeah. You get a drink. And then you get an entree, which the entrees they offer in that section are really good. Like yep. their chicken chipotle crispers. Those are actually really their good. Their burgers are really good. Their ribs are really good. Their steaks are good. Like, it's they're so good. Like, Chili's is really hard to beat at that spot. I think. Interesting. I like it. Another so, pick. Okay, so what's your my number third? Pick? Yeah. Um, I was fighting. There, I was fighting between two restaurants here. Um, but I'm gonna go ahead and go with a similar one to Chili's and Applebee's. For Applebee's. Two okay. One, they have an endless wings promotion, which is not terrible. It's actually really good. I think right now they have one like all you can eat. It's not necessarily specific to wings anymore. Oh, well, I didn't mean that. But anyway, yeah. That and also they have a very good strawberry lemonade. Mike. <laughs> it is very good. A strawberry um, but, lemonade. But anyways, I always get my money's worth at the endless, so I'm not even gonna be upset yeah. about that. Um, everything else is ten at, but I think. Oh, dude, my buddy Zach there. just joined the live, dude. Heck Zach, yeah. Zach's awesome too. I haven't seen him in a long time. Nice, dude. Long time. He need he needs to come down here, and we need to. All right, give me your number three. Uh, number three, I'm gonna go with B Dubs. I like that because. Just because, <laughs> like, it's the perfect place. If you're a sports fan, if you're not a sports fan, then I don't understand why you would actually go yep. there. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. But um, because they do have good wings, but I don't think they're the best wings. Honestly, <laughs> but like the stuff we get there, the routine of going like on NFL Sunday or something like that, or like there's a fight going on, or there's a big college championship game going on, or there's just some sort of big sports event. It's always gonna be packed. Like if you're a sports fan, it's the perfect place to go. Yep, can't 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 disagree with that. So, yeah. Number four, and I still can't believe you haven't gone here, is Red Lobster. Red Lobster. The fact that you've never been to Red Lobster is absolutely insane to me. But the uh, let's start with one thing that's obvious: their cheddar biscuits, cheddar bay biscuits, are phenomenal. I I just I'm not a huge seafood fan, so I've never like had the urge to go. But also, growing up in Heber, there was not really anyone any close. And even though the prices are kind of insane sometimes, they actually cook very good crab legs. Oh, yo, Kitch, how can you miss that? That was oh, you got stuff. No, no, but but um, yeah, no, I've just never been, so I can't have an opinion on it. I would like to go just because I've never been, but Mm -hmm. like, anyways. So, yeah, um, my number. what is it four now? Number four. Red Robin. Red Robin. Their <sighs> burgers. My last pick, their yeah. burgers are so good. Like honestly, their burgers I think are the most underrated burger out there. I agree. I think they have a very good burger. Like I don't really think I'll get anything else there, unless really? that and the endless fries. I mean, come on. Yeah. 
But yeah, like their their burgers are so good. They're so good. Um, yeah, no. So that was my number four. That actually was my number five, but because Texas Roadhouse was taken, I have to find out the for another one. You, uh, it's fine. It's fine. It's whatever. <laughs> you, um, you'll be fine. I, I only silently judge here. And I've only been here once, and I'm going to name this as my number five. I've only been here once, but the one time I went, I'm not going to lie, it hit the spot. What? Waffle House. Waffle. I've only been to Waffle House one time in my life. That's like the most ghetto place. Okay, but when it when it's like midnight and you get Waffle House, mm-hmm. it just hits different. It's much better than IHOP and Denny's. Yeah, and it just tastes really good. And when you really need something like that, and yes, I've seen all the memes. You know, you never want to get into it with a Waffle House employee, and I understand yeah. that Waffle House. <laughs> they, they, I think they, jokes. I think they train like actually Waffle train House, to fight, train to fight as part of their freaking. Like yeah. training there, it's not and, just like and waffle houses are only built in sketchy areas. I get that, but yeah, it's still really good. So waffle house is my number five, and the only time I went was in Atlanta, which actually was not a bad spot to go. So, mm. well, my last pick, I actually can't believe it said this, Outback Steakhouse. Outback, okay, yeah. I mean, at number five, that's a freaking steal, dude. A steakhouse in general, like I just didn't want to go to steakhouses. Yeah, I mean, I didn't have. Reason, a... I didn't. I didn't have I a mean, stick. I could have gone Longhorn too. So yeah, that's true. There's a place in Heber called um, I think it's like Outback Forty or something like that. Okay. That that place competes with Texas Roadhouse. Interesting. It is so good, but I'm not driving up to Heber for that. Yeah, no, no. Because it's also like it's like in between Heber and Park City. It's not really like actually. It's like the very, very, very edge of Heber. Okay. And it's like right off the freeway. You wouldn't think it's a nice place nice. because of how it's like literally right off the freeway. Yeah. But yeah. It's really freaking good, though. All right. Fair enough. So those are our top chain fast food. Or not chain, sorry. Um, just chain sit-down restaurants, just kind of restaurants yeah. in general. Let us know if we missed any. If there's anything specifically that we might have missed, let us know. Because, first of all, we're not experts on – we're not – no means consider ourselves food experts. But, you know, we do like good food. So We're we not experts anything, on anything. So <laughs> I mean, I'm experts at slacking. So um, <laughs> there is that. Um, so moving on, we have an interesting story to bring up in the college basketball world. So, for, all the, for those of you who haven't at least heard about what's going on, so Saturday night, Sunday morning, there was an incident in Alabama where one of the Alabama football players, or not football players, sorry, basketball players, I need mm-hmm. to pull up his name here, but essentially, he was involved in a shooting, Yep. and there's still a lot of details coming off. I've heard that he's either the shooter or he provided the shooting weapon, but essentially, he's involved. 100%. He's involved. Long story short, he hit on this girl in the club, girl turns him down. So naturally, this guy's upset, but he takes upset to a whole nother level, and he ends up coming back and shooting this girl, killing her in a car. Like, that's yeah. just unnecessary. Like, yes, it sucks to get shot down, but that's just unnecessary. Yeah, it, it's 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 so pathetic in a way because I it's, it's hard because everyone gets shot down. Uh-huh. Everybody. Like, it's part of life, but you're going to take it to the point of – wanting to get that i don't know there's no reason to get that upset about being rejected it hurts it stings but like dude you're you're a freaking college athlete you're gonna get somebody like someone mm-hmm. will say yes yeah. <laughs> you know what i well, mean not anymore um yeah, that's true well yeah <laughs> just not he won't be saying <laughs> yeah, yes he won't be saying yes anymore yeah but so it's sad alabama obviously has responded in fact and kicked them off the basketball team it sucks too because this ki- this guy was getting minutes it's not like he was just a deep bench player he was playing no I think it was like 12 minutes a game. Yeah. So it, it's it's tough for him. He obviously is just in such a bad situation there. And the, obviously the fa- the family of the dead girl too. Terrible situation for them. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, as, I hope he gets a lot, a lot of time because, you know, 
honestly, it should be a life for a life. Yeah. In my opinion, not necessarily like kill him, but like go to prison for life. Yeah. At minimum. Um. <clears throat> yeah. So that kind of sucks, yeah. and it's just a hard thing to deal with, and it's and I it, it upsets a lot of people when it's not as talked about because they are like a, an athlete. And it's because athletes get a lot of stigma. Of, oh, they're mm-hmm. protected because – which, I mean, you can't really say that's not true. I mean, how many freaking players professionally have done things that are absolutely horrible that are not in jail and yep. should be? Hugest one probably is Deshaun Watson as yeah. of recently. Yeah, Miles Bridges. Like, Yeah, yeah that, that's just it, – it's, it's a terrible situation all around. Um, yeah. But, yeah, that, that, I think that's the most we're going to spend on that there. Um, just kind of pushing forward here, we have a couple of things we need to talk about NBA wise. Number one, while while the while this is fresh on my mind, I hate the Memphis Grizzlies right now. They just beat the Cleveland Cavaliers one fifteen one fourteen, and there's no end in sight right now for their winning streak. To end. I know, They're dude. The Denver and the and the Grizzlies are just going toe to toe right like, now. The, so that right there is the eleventh straight victory for Memphis. Okay, eleventh straight. <laughs> And, Bro, no, maybe if, maybe, if, maybe Zhao wasn't far off when he was like, I'm not really worried about anybody in the West. Well, he hasn't really gotten any separation for the one seed yet, so. But, but like, they're at the top. <laughs> they're tied at the top. Here, here's the Grizzlies' schedule coming up. Ready? Mm-hmm. The Lakers? So they're going to hit 13. The Suns? 14. So 12 and 13. Or 12, 13. 11 right now. 12, 13. The Kings? Also probably going to hit the next one there. Yeah, 14 now at this point. The only the next person who might be able to break it is the Warriors, depending on how healthy they are. Even if they're healthy, I think it's this still is the a Warriors tough fight. At home. I still think that's a tough fight. Because mm-hmm. John Morant flop by Nas Reed, dude. That guy's such a flopper. Yeah, yeah. Oh it's all right. Gosh. We have there I'm are babies flopper. in the league. It's fine. And then after that, it's the Timberwolves. Then it's the Pacers. Then it's the Blazers. Bro, they're gonna. And then it's the Cavs again. <laughs> The Cavs, honestly, I think are the they ones that are the closest. That, well, they just lost to him by one point tonight without Donovan Mitchell. If they had Donovan, that streak would be over. But literally, honestly, they're the only game I'm confident that they might lose. So after the Cavs, it's the Raptors, the Bulls, the T-Wolves again. Oh, my gosh. And then the first game I'm confident they might lose, Boston. Yeah. Well, that's kind of that's good for the Jazz though if they're gonna play Timberwolves twice. That's on February twelfth. <laughs> Boston is if, on February twelfth. Yes, that if, is if gonna be. If they continue f- to win, they're all they would be 12, 13, 14, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. They would be on a twenty three game win streak if that happened. I don't think that'll happen, but that is possible. It's because because everyone has to, you have to also take health into consideration. Like if they stayed healthy that whole time. But injuries happen to like players, and then they, you, you run like less depth on the bench that can cause fatigue. You know, Here's the thing. things they have zero back to backs until that. You've got to be. Fr- how have- many freaking back to backs did the Jazz have in the span of two months? Like seven. It was, it was, yeah. <laughs> so from this point forward, they have no back to backs until that until that Celtics game, and even after that, they don't have one. <laughs> from what I can tell, bro, why are they like? It's fine. Their schedule lines up very nicely for them. Holy crap. Their, yeah. their next back-to-back is March 17th to March 18th. My gosh, that's not for two months. That's yeah. literally two months that's from now. That's literally two months away. They don't have another back-to-back till then. After post-All-Star break here, okay? Oh, wait. Actually, never mind. I missed one. There is one back-to-back from here until then. 
February 1st, February 2nd. Never mind. I missed one. Yeah, okay, but then still what, a month and a half later, then they'll get another one. Yeah. The Jazz have one literally every weekend for a month. For like almost two months straight, Yeah, honestly. yeah. They had one, I think, week weirdly in there that they didn't have it. So anyways, that's just my rant on the Grizzlies right now. If we continue on, we're looking at all-star voting now. Mm-hmm. So the second round came out last week, and the new rounds will actually come out tomorrow. Oh, yeah, just, huh? look, just looking at the all-star votes for now, it's gotten a little bit better. Just slightly better. Not a ton, just slightly better, okay? For one, De'Aaron Fox is finally on the all-star ballot. Which he should be. He should be. Um, but he still has less votes than Austin Reeves. Which is ridiculous. And Russell Westbrook, who's not playing terrible, but he just doesn't deserve those votes. No, not at this point. He, yeah. I mean, he. I think he deserves to be an all-star, but not more than... I don't know if he should be a starter. Yeah, I don't know if... He, yeah. So, De'Aaron Fox definitely deserves to be an all-star. I don't know about being a starter. Demonis Sabonis is still getting screwed out. He's not top 10 in the front court. But let me tell you who is. Um, Kawhi, who doesn't deserve it this year. No. He ha- don't you have to play? To I guess you don't have to play. Kavon Looney. That's even more Dream ridiculous. I can... Paul oh. George. Andrew Wiggins. <coughs> Andrew Wiggins, I think, has played like eight games this year. Andrew Wiggins has 1.6 million votes. Larry Markkinen has 845,000. Bro, I literally think if you looked up how many games Wiggins played, I don't think it's more than 10. It's insane. So some of these are still pretty bad. And then LeBron still leads, obviously, in the West. There's nothing really we can I'm do literally, about that. I'm literally looking it up right now. Yeah. Um, LeBron's at 4.8 million. Jokic is at 3.4 million. And then if you look at the East here, I think the backcourt for the East is set in terms of who's going to be starting. They have such a sizable lead right now, it's not even close. Kyrie and Donovan are the top two vote getters in the East. Yeah. Ooh! Oh! D'Lo, get out of the way! Anyways, um, yeah, Kyrie's got 3 million votes right now, Donovan's got 2.7. The next closest would be James Harden at 1.5. So how many games have the Warriors played all together? Let's find out here. I want to say like 45, maybe 46. Andrew Wiggins has played 27 of those games. That doesn't include the games where he's left early. That's just the games that he's at least been a part of. Yeah. That's literally half. So the Warriors officially have played 44. Jeez. So he's missed 17 full games at least, not including all the early exits and whatnot. So if we finish up just looking at the all-star voting here, a couple of interesting stuff still here. Number one, Kyle Kuzma is still top 10 for front court voting in the East. He's got 358,000 votes. Um, the, I think the front court in the East, though, is probably going to be... The, there's. It looks like there's two locks in the East to start. Kevin Durant and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Probably going to start in the East. No mm-hmm. questions about that. But three and four are very close. So Jason Tatum is number three. He's got 3.28 million. Joel Embiid's got 3.24 million. So they're very close in their actual all-star gets or vote getting. And honestly, I could see either of them go either of them starting. I think Jason Tatum deserves it not only because he has been more available this year, mm-hmm. but Joel Embiid is not having a bad year. I mean, just look at what he did to the Jazz <laughs> like start of the season. Yeah. Dropped the cool 59 on them. It helps when most of those are free throws. I mean, you're not wrong, but... <laughs> like literally like as much as I love Derrick Rose, he does not deserve to be top 10 all-star voting in the East for guards. Yeah. I don't, I'm not even sure how many games he's played. He's gotten so many DMPs this year. 
He's a, he's a good he's like a fan favorite like he's as a, a personality but and he's a good dude I don't th- wish yeah, anything like, I don't ever. think anyone hates him but the fact that he's getting those votes is just not fair to the other guys. Yeah, it, I almost think all star voting shouldn't be the fan fan. I mean, based. the fans only do fifty percent of the starters. They only do fifty percent of the starters. Mm-hmm. But what's it called? Um, the the coaches and the rest of the league will decide the rest of them. Which yeah. is fine. Yeah, I don't. It's just a little bit annoying. Yeah, I mean, all star voting is very annoying just due to the fact that there are certain people who we know don't deserve to be all stars, and yet be just because you have fan bases like Golden State and the Lakers. Yep. And in this case, even the Knicks putting Derrick Rose that high, it just it just doesn't make sense, and it shouldn't be. No, but anyways. If we talk too much more about it, I'm going to get angry. And I don't it's fine. Get, it's fine. And I don't want to get angry. We, we know Markkinen's going to be an all-star because of the coaches. It'll be a reserve I keep getting Twitter notifications, too, that he's going off. Not like he wasn't when we were watching. Yeah, he was going insane when we were watching just for a little bit there. So, anyways, let's hop on over to the NFL here because that's really the big news of what was going on this week here. Yeah. We had the first round of the NFL playoffs. A couple of interesting games here. Number one, let's just get the, I think, arguably – the least surprising out of all the games out of the way? Well, the Seattle or uh, Seattle and 49ers. Yeah, it was close at the half, but then they just took off. Yeah. Um, the second half proved one two, two, proved a lot. One, San Francisco's defense is phenomenal. Two, Brock Purdy is more than a serviceable quarterback. And oh, yeah. he clearly had the Gibson. Or he was definitely nervous in the first half. But after that, yeah, he, he had, started picking I mean, up. it was his first. He hasn't even played a whole season. And yeah. Yeah. So... so Brock Purdy, and also just the weapons that San Fran has. It's not fair. It's not fair. Literally every position down to the freaking fullback, down to the lineman, is insane. Yeah. Like, Kyle Juszczyk. You have two great running backs in Elijah Mitchell and Christian McCaffrey. You've got Mm -hmm. Brandon Ayuk. You've got Debo Samuel. You've got freaking George Kittle. You've got Armstead, who's a freaking... Like their their freaking offensive line is insane. Trent Williams, is Trent Williams, and then you look at their freaking defensive line. Yeah, oh I mean, my you gosh! Got you got Joey Boza, and then you got Fred. Then you got Fred Warner back there. Trey Greenlaw. Yeah, you've got what's his face. Um, point is, it's just not a fair fight. Okay, you got Vonga back there. You got Javarius Ward, who's very underrated, although he did struggle with DK Metcalf. And let's but honest. like it's DK Metcalf. Yeah. DK Metcalf is he he might be one of the hardest receivers to go against in general not unless you're Patrick Sertan like, like well yeah because Patrick Sertan is also better than Javarius Ward but like yes. like going up against the Cowboys this week I think he can handle Des, or not, Des uh, Bryant CeeDee Lamb. Lamb yeah anyway we'll get to that in a minute yeah we'll get to that <clears throat> um, and then Geno Smith just in the second half he, he yeah he was under pressure constantly and his throws were off as well I know it's gonna. It's kind of hard to be like, "Oh, Geno Smith's not that dude." Well, going up, going going up against that defensive line, any quarterback is gonna not look as good as the rookie tackles. And they had two rookie tackles. A rookie tackle going against Joey Bosa Mm -hmm. and Armstead, bro. It's and we were talking about this while we were watching the game too. I just want to shout out probably the smartest man in that game though. Tyler Lockett. <laughs> oh my gosh. Dude, about, that guy hits the A button every time yeah, he catches the ball. Wrong with that. There is nothing wrong with that. Like, at this point, football is a violent sport. It just inherently is. So doing what you can to avoid hits 90% of the time, to me, 
is smart. I have no yeah. qualms with he, that. He hits the A button in Madden every time he catches a ball. I'm okay with that. <laughs> like, I, oh I'm my thousand percent okay with that. So shout out to Tyler Lockett for watching out for his health there. So his run after catch has gone down, but that's fine. You know what? <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> I he could probably care less if his run after catch is a zero, as long as he can play in the league a couple more years. Yeah. So also, that game was just. I mean, I like you said, it, it's arguably the one that no one really was too surprised, too about. surprised about. In fact, the score was 38-17 at one point, which is, I th- I'm pretty sure that's what I said what it was going to be, and it ended up being even worse than that. But <laughs> And every, because every other game was kind of a shocker. It was at least a shocker or at least relatively close? Close, dramatic. It was like, because the 49ers game was almost, because they were down yeah. by one at the half. and then Well, because there was a, just a bonehead penalty at the end of the half. By what's at Ward actually? It was Javarius Ward. He hit the quarterback going down. Don't do that. Was it? It was Ward. It was Ward. Yeah. He was the one who made that boneheaded hit on Geno Smith at the end. Dude, I saw people saying like, "Oh, the NFL is so soft." Dude, you can't hit a quarterback when he's sliding. Also, um, just an update on Larry Martin, and he's got thirty-two right now. Is it even halftime yet? Yeah. Or yeah, no, it's they're, they're halfway through the third quarter right now. Okay, cool. Thirty-two. The next closest on the Jazz has eleven. That's Mike Conley. It's fine. We only need Markinen. Markinen's only shot four free throws, too, by the way. Dang, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And the Jazz have only shot nine. <laughs> well, nice. and, I mean, to be fair, the Clippers have only <coughs> shot eight. Yeah. So it's not like it's a discrepancy. But anyways, it's just funny to me. So long story short, that was probably the least surprising game of the weekend. However, Dude, but that night, awesome. Saturday night. Okay. Tale of two halves, literally. That first half, we were questioning whether we should turn off the game because it was just getting so... I know, because there was a jazz game on. We're like, uh... There was a jazz game going on, and then also Trevor Lawrence, three picks in the first quarter and four total in the first half. Yeah, that... They could not get anything going. The Chargers were getting set up in great field position, and at one point, we're up 27 to 0 in the second quarter. 27 to 0. Okay? And then... Right at the end of the first half, Trevor Lawrence leads his team down, gets a touchdown, 27-7 to at the half. We were literally considering turning this thing off. If they the hadn't have scored. If they hadn't scored, I, I was willing to give them even a field goal. Like, just give me a field goal to keep me interested. They at least got the touchdown, right? So they come out in the second half, and the Chargers yeah. have the ball the second half. That's right. They did start. And I believe they got a field goal on their first drive of the, in the, first drive of the half. So that made it 30-7. to yeah, they didn't score again. They did not score again. The Jaguars would go off. They scored on every. They went possession. on a. They went on a thirty-one to three run. Thirty-one to three run. The in the NFL, that's freaking insane. That is ridiculous. Especially I mean, when you're in any sport. That's well, especially insane. when you're down by 27. twenty-seven. In NFL, that's so much harder to come back from. If I'm not mistaken, the Jaguars made history. That was the third largest postseason yep. comeback in NFL history. Yep. And. Well, let's just put it this way. Number one, Trevor Lawrence is only a second-year QB. Yeah. He he is a true but number one overall pick. The defense, I think they're the real MVPs of this game for a couple of reasons. One, they were put in a lot of bad positions because of Trevor Lawrence's picks. Mm-hmm. And they did not give up that many touchdowns. They gave up, I think, those three field goals instead of touchdowns. Yeah. Not only that, they got after Justin Herbert in the second half especially. Holy smokes, that pass rush was all over him. There was one bonehead move by Trayvon Walker that initially looked kind of like a flop, but no, he had no business doing what he was doing there. Yeah, because that's the one thing I do like about Justin Herbert. He's not a flopper. He's not really a flopper, no. Like, that's not just his MO or anything like that. Um, but you know what's weirder to me? So I don't necessarily think... 
I can understand why Brandon Staley would have been fired. Yeah. But they fired their offensive coordinator and their Joe and Martin. their passing coach. I don't mind that because. But how how does that? Well, so I, your defense is what lost the game. Actually, I disagree. I think it was the offense. For how two can reasons. you blame the offense for giving up thirty points, thirty-one points? Okay, but the that Chargers was, only ran on like twenty-three percent of their plays. No, yeah, they should have kept running, but at the same time, how does your defense give up that many points in a half? When you if you're up twenty-seven to zero, that should be enough to win the game, no matter. Yes, what. but at the same t- exactly like the other issue is too though the, the the Chargers forced five turnovers. They gave the Chargers prime position on so many of those, and they came away with three field goals. Yeah, I'm just I'm just saying when you're down twenty-seven to zero and you lose. You lose that game. I don't know. I, I can. There is obviously some blame on the offense, but it should be mostly on defense because you cannot give up that many. Po- you shouldn't give up twenty-eight points in a game in a playoff game if you're trying to win that game. You're right. Let alone you let up a thirty-one to three lead. I will say this though. I think the mo- I think most of the blame goes to the offense because number one, if you at least run, you're running out time. You're running out clock, and you're not leaving your defense on the field for so long. They threw like forty sometimes still. They did not need to throw that many times. No, they you didn't. But that's clock. also but that's also where it comes into play of why is Staley still there? Because Staley can put a stop to that. Be like, hey, so mm-hmm. we don't need to keep throwing the ball. They didn't have to throw another pass after the half. I will say this. Brandon Staley got a lot of hate after this game because, number one, you just don't blow 27-point leads in any game, regardless of postseason or not. But at the same time, he is only a second-year head coach, and he took the Chargers to the playoffs in the second. Now, has he made a bunch of questionable calls as head coach? Look at the Raiders game last year when they could have tied and gone to the playoffs, and he was like, actually, no, I don't think I will. Number two, Actually, I don't think I will. I actually, I don't think I will. And then there's this decision to essentially throw it so many times with Herbert. Not to mention you put your quarterback in harm's way when there's zero need to do that. Well, he did that to Mike Williams, too. Yeah, Mike Williams in Week 18. No reason to play against the Broncos. There but was- that's also another reason why should he still be in he because put the bet. If Mike Williams is in that game, I don't know that they lose. True, but in as a Broncos fan, I appreciate those moves. One, I hope Mike Williams is okay. But two, if hey, they don't get rid back. of if they don't get rid of Brandon Staley, there's a good chance the Broncos still. Have oh, a if the if the Sean Chargers Payton. don't fire Staley, I'm fairly confident the Broncos get, get Sean Payton. Sean yes, Payton. Where else would you want to go with promise? That has promise right now. Houston. <laughs> I said with promise. That team, that team has nothing. Team has Damian Pierce, and that's it. No, they, I'm pretty sure they have um, what's his face, Derek Stingley Jr., cornerback, third overall pick. No, would you? I if I'm honestly, there's no better pick because honestly, the Broncos probably have the most money too, just because they have the. That's true. Yeah. You know, so I mean, they got they got the Walton family, Walmart's owners at their owners now. They have the money to use if needed. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it doesn't look like he's going to go. So, Brandon Staley's got to figure things out, and we'll see how that ends up turning out. But still, blowing a 27-point lead in the playoffs is unacceptable. But, ballsy point in the game. Fourth and one, Doug Peterson goes for it on fourth and one, runs it with ETN around the end. He does not go up the gut. He goes or around how, the end. Or how about that two-point conversion? That he Ooh, went for when he didn't need to go right. for it. Yes, he also went for that two-pointer. I forgot about that. 
Because that two-point conversion is kind of what won the game. Because that could have gone into overtime. Granted, with the Jaguars' momentum, they probably still would have yeah. won if it went into overtime. But at the same time, plays there, man. I mean, Doug Peterson is him um, for those reasons. Dude, I mean, that kind of shows you how bad the Eagles' organization was too when they had. Well, yeah. actually, no, it, it was Carson Wentz. There's a couple things. One, it proves how bad Carson Wentz is. Yep. Thank Two, you, it proves Doug Peterson. Urban Meyer is as a head coach yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. Two games with this team. Didn't make it past your first season. While Doug Peterson wins in arguably the worst division in football, and then also wins a playoff game mm-hmm. against a top ten. Now they're going back. against the Chiefs. This is going to be that's going to be their biggest test against Kansas City in Kansas City. We'll get to the prediction. But last time they played, didn't isn't that when Christian Kirk went off? He did. He had like thirty one fantasy points, but they still lost like double digits. And. It, I'm just saying, they don't have the greatest pass defense. They don't have the greatest. And no, Trevor they don't. Lawrence if is... The Broncos have great... If the Broncos can have a great wide receiver day against you, you know you don't have great pass defense. Yeah. So, the point is, the Jaguars, I think, are going to put up a competitive fight. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll get a little bit more into our, what's it called, our analysis in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the first Sunday game here. First Sunday game of the playoff docket would have been... Uh, I'm blinking here. Who was the first game? Uh, it was the Bills and the Dolphins. That's right. Bills and Dolphins. That game was 10 times more competitive than I thought it would ever be. I thought the Bills would have killed them. I thought so, too. And they were on pace, 17-0. Yeah, but now we know that don't matter. No, that don't matter. I mean, 27-0 didn't matter, so 17-0 obviously didn't matter. A couple of things. Josh Allen's got to temper his turnovers. That's number one. Number two, the Dolphins' pass rush actually gave Josh Allen some troubles, though. There was that defensive touchdown on the strip sack Mm -hmm. that ended up causing a scoop and score. Mm Mm-hmm. And then not to mention that, Josh Allen threw a couple of picks that were kind of questionable. Oof, come on, Jamal, you gotta do better. Yeah, I don't I don't I'm worried about the Bills this week. Because they're they're hosting the Bengals, and the Bengals happen to have, well, Joe Shiesty, Jamar Chase, and also they just have a good running back duo in Joe Mixon, Lamont or not Lamont J. Saman JP Ryan. And not to mention uh, T. Higgins, Jamar T- Chase. Mm-hmm. Like and their defense, I think, is a little bit underrated. It's not the best defense, but it's better than what people give them credit for, oh, for 1, sure. percent yeah. So I, I'm, I'm excited for – it's going to be another great weekend of football. Oh, 100%. Because <laughs> now it's – yeah. But, um, but, yeah, that game was a lot closer than I thought, and that also kind of bothers me for the Bills because Miami didn't have Tua. Yeah, that's true. And – Teddy Bridgewater, he's not. I think he's better than what people give him credit for. He's had he just is, kind of crap luck with injury. Injuries, that's what gets him every time. But, but the Bills definitely they, have. They some. they almost lost to Miami again. They lost to him last time they played him. No, they, they lost him the first time, but they beat him the second time. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. I forgot they played him twice. Yeah. Um. But it, I don't know. I'm not really confident about the Bills anymore. I don't think the Bills are going to win the Super. I don't even think they're going to make it to the AFC Championship. I have faith in them. I think they'll end up winning it, and I'll give you my reasons here in a little bit. Um, but yeah, that Miami game and that Miami game was, was so much closer than it should have been. Yeah, but you could definitely tell Skyler Thompson. I mean, he played admirably, but he was definitely overwhelmed in certain points of that game. Yeah, I mean, you are playing. That is kind of a hard team to play for your first one thousand percent. Like as much as people give Brock Purdy like a bunch of crutches and be like, oh well, it's because he did go up against probably the weakest team in the yeah. playoffs. But, anyways, so, but then the Bills almost lost to them. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, know. I don't but, know. I'm just, I don't know. Because I think the Bengals are way better than Miami. That's. 
And I will say this. This was probably the next game was probably my favorite game only because it just proved how big how big of a fraud a certain team was. Minnesota and the New York Giants. Number 1, Brian Dable has unlocked Daniel Jones to a level that his previous coaches have never even come close to. Daniel Jones is actually looking decent. He's looking um, I don't say amazing, but he's looking non-hindrance to his team. He's actually He looks like he deserves right. to be in the playoffs. Yes. He used his legs phenomenally. Did you see that handoff he had? <laughs> it's like all over the freaking yeah. media right now. Um, there, but he also threw very accurately as well. Yeah, he did not have dumb throws. So that's what's going to win playoff also, games. Also, Saquon Barkley. Shout out to Saquon. He's still healthy. <laughs> He's still healthy. Yes, and he had a great game as well. Yeah, Isaiah Hodgins. Who? Um, he had a great game too. He had like five catches, hundred and some yards, and a touchdown. Kenny Galladay seems to actually. Want to play? Yeah, Kenny Galladay had a nice pancake block. It's too bad he didn't start playing earlier. Could have gotten a $750,000 incentive, but Darius Slay still holds the honor of being the only person scored on by New York Giants Galladay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll, we'll see how they put Because who do they go up against now? The Giants get to travel to number one Philadelphia. Yeah, a divisional game. Why do Philly. I not feel like that's going to be a blowout? I, I feel like that game is going to be close. The Giants defense played phenomenal against the Vikings. And here's the thing. This was the funniest thing to me. Over the last 10 years, there was someone who compiled all the data for this. Over the last 10 years, they ranked all the teams that had the worst defense in the NFL by, like, I think it was by points allowed or something like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Minnesota. Um, what's it called? Minnesota was 13-4. and four. Minnesota. Every other team that had the worst ranked defense was no better than seven and nine. And that was like the 08. It was like the 08 or 07 Saints or something like that. Yeah. The point is, they were such an outlier because their offense bailed them out so many times, but their defense crumbled against Daniel Jones. Could not stop on the ground to save their lives. And even Danny Dimes is a great runner. He's a great runner. That he, white boy can he, move. He's a top five rushing quarterback. <laughs> oh, yeah. He, he ain't Lamar. And he stays healthy. And he stays healthy. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's huge, huge for right. Yeah. So shout out to the Giants for doing that. They get to visit Philadelphia next week. And we'll get into that here in a sec. Or this week, actually. How about the night game? We had Baltimore and Cincinnati. That game was... I wouldn't, Again, I'm, a lot closer than I thought. I didn't think it was going to be a blowout, but I thought a comfortable 10-point lead. Nope. Nope, that came down to a... Came Field down to goal, a two-yard two attempt goal, at A goal-line fumble. That Sam Hubbard ended up returning 98 yards for the touchdown. However, I will point this out. I thought this live, and I still think it's true. I do think the refs missed a block in the back on Mark Andrews at the end at that run there. Yeah. like, Mark, But still, it would have been a... It still probably would have been great position for the Bengals. But no, because what he was like on the fifteen yard, like they yeah. what would have been still in field goal range. Like I will say this, Mark Andrews got some legs though. Holy smokes, that <laughs> man can run. <laughs> yeah, it was it, it was very similar to the DK Metcalf mm-hmm. chase down T- a Buda Baker. Yeah, yeah. But no, yeah. Shout out to Mark Andrews for that rundown. One uh, thing I think would have, I don't necessarily think it would have made it. And this might be a hot take. I don't necessarily think it would have been a huge difference if Lamar played. Because of the decisions that Tyler Huntley and the throws he was making, because maybe they could have stopped maybe Lamar with the run, they would have been able to plan more for that. Then, yeah. I don't know. But if they played J.K. Dobbins more, 
I think they would have won that game. I will say this. If you, they didn't play him at all on that goal line possession where they fumbled, which I didn't even realize that during the game. But after he mentioned it and went back and looking at the film. Yeah. If they if they played J.K. Dobbins, I think they might have won that game. Yeah, on that goal line, 100%. You play, and he was even pissed about it afterwards. He's like, like he said, yeah, he was like, yeah, if Lamar put. I don't know if that's necessary. Obviously, it makes mm-hmm. more sense to think that. But he also did say he's like, hey, like, I why am why I not? I was on the, why, why am I on the sideline when we're on the goal line of all things? Yeah, I and I can't disagree with him there. He's definitely their best running back, especially when healthy. Like, so use him. Tyler Huntley didn't look bad either. He didn't look bad, and this loss is not on him, except for that fumble it, was bad. To me, though, it, it kind of showed me that that defense 100% carried them to that playoff game. Mm-hmm. I think it's on the offensive play caller. Because, oh, for sure. Yeah, no. For sure. Again, they should have like, they should have won weapon. that game. Why not use your best weapon on offense in this case, which is J.K. Dobbins. Or on, even Mark Andrews. Yeah, even Mark Andrews. They didn't use him. Try like a fade or something to Mark Andrews. Like, or even know. do that one little thing what they do with Lamar where they shovel it up right the middle or whatever. They've even take, They've even had Mark Andrews take snaps before. It's like, what? Yeah. So the point is, terrible play calling. I don't know. I, yeah, it... The last person I feel like you should put the ball in for a game t- decision, game like winning losing decision is in, backup quarterback. is in the back of quarterback who hasn't really played a playoff game. Yeah, so so I don't know. And I, then arguably the most shocking game of the of the first round came in Monday night. Shocking. I honestly actually wouldn't say it's shocking because the because. Tampa Bay really wasn't that they they're lucky that they were in the division that they Let were. Me put it to you this way: shocking in the sense that the Buccaneers lost. No, shocking in the sense that the Cowboys actually won. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously, because they really shouldn't have lost. Wilder field goal kicker missed four extra points. You know what kind of made me? I, I understand Dak Prescott's frustration, but but who was throwing picks all year? Dak, and he didn't even play a full season, and he yeah. had more picks than like there were games. games yeah. He had like 16 picks. Yeah, and he played what, like 13, 12, 10 weeks? Because uh, he like, missed. Well, I think, I think closer to 10. Because he missed like six weeks due to what's it called? Yeah, that like hand injury. Yeah. Yeah, he missed, I think. Yeah, he was out four to six weeks. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if he was out that full six weeks. I think he was. Yeah. Because he got it in week one, and he didn't come back until like week six or seven. Can you imagine Cooper if he Rush cut, was it, it reminds me of Jameis Winston. Like you cut those picks in half. That's they would have had the number one. They would have been on a bye week. 1,000%. But, hey, shout-out to the Cowboys. They finally won something. First I mean, granted, they had, they had to be handed a team with a losing record in the playoffs. And a quarterback who finally started looking 45. Is, which And a team. And, 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 and his offensive defense, line was awful. Their offensive line was awful. And a team that decided that running was just not cool. Yeah, if, you're, if you've got Tom Brady, you have to understand he's old. You need to... You need, you, support you need to support with run game and a good offensive line. Like when they won with the Bucks, Leonard Fournette was having a year running, uh, or at least in the playoffs, he went beast mode. Yeah, he did, and he had a good offensive line. Mm-hmm. So that's another that that's the issue there with the Bucks, and they ended up just falling apart. They just crumbled. So then, quick side rant: Where do you think Tom Brady goes? I would like to see him not in the AFC West. So I'm looking at San Francisco. <laughs> He's from the Bay Area. Who would not want to play for their team that they grew up cheering for? After watching they have everything, and I mean everything a quarterback could ever want, weapons. I mean Tom offense, Brady with that defense. kind of caliber. Tom Brady might have never. He might have ten Super Bowls. Exactly. <laughs> he might have never lost. Personally, I would like to see Tom Brady retired, but I know that's not going to happen. This is a terrible way for to go for him to go out, and I don't see him going out that way. Yeah, he's. 
I don't think he'll go to San Francisco, though. That's just your personal preference. That's my personal preference. I think as much as I think he would actually like to go there because of the... I mean... What do you think can you goes? imagine like Aaron Rodgers even in that position, Lamar Jackson in that position, Justin Herbert in that position? Any any decent quarterback would be salivating at that. Tom Brady, I could also see him going to Miami. That's where I think would be the most interesting because I don't think why honestly after watching that game, why would you take your because yeah it's Tom Brady, but you have to remember he is going to be forty five. Mm-hmm. Would you really want to take that chance when you've got Brock Purdy right now, who's not looking bad at all, and you've got Trey Lance and waiting in the wings too? Yeah, like I don't think that I, that that would be obviously the best place for him to go, but that's like the team that needs him the least. Yeah, like honestly, now yeah, I look at I Miami mean, and they already have a salary cap crunch as is, so I don't. I'm not sure if they'd be and, able to and they it. and they gotta pay these dudes that are coming up soon. And like, I look at Miami and I think that'd be just as honestly, that's like a notch below. Mm-hmm. The Niners, because you've got Tyreek Tyree Kill with Tom Brady. <laughs> the only issue is I don't think he could bomb it to him. Like, I don't know. He, like bombed, he bombed it to Mike Evans, who dropped it on the goal line again. It's true. It's true. Like, Tom but, Brady still has an arm. Yeah, no, he's still better but than... you give him Jalen Waddle, you give him Mike Evans, with an accurate pass, you mean, mind you. You mean Tyreek Kill? You know who I mean. Because um. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Mike Gesicki, because even Gesicki's looking good, too. And, you've, and they've got a, they've got decent running backs. Yeah, they got solid running Raheem Mostert is, I mean, he's getting up there in age. But even you, that Jeff Wilson? Do you know who where, where I think would be interesting to see him go? Where? The Jets. I don't think he'll go there. I don't think he will either. But just thinking about now, it. Now, showing up the Patriots twice a year, could he turn that down? Probably not. I <laughs> but, but also Miami, you'd do the same thing. Yeah. You have proven weapons in other areas rather than the Jets. And the Jets, I don't know. If, I, he's 45. He's 45. That's the thing. That's the issue with Tom Brady. He's still 45. And their O-line is still kind of hurt. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, with Brees Hall running game, you've got freaking – uh, Garrett, Garrett Wilson. Wilson, you've got Elijah Moore there. You've got great, honestly, you really you have a solid defense. If that, if Zach Wilson was just all that he was supposed to be, yeah. that team would be in the playoffs right now, hundred ten percent. But um, I think he goes to Vegas. I hate that. I hate to agree because because Miami say- technically still has Tua, mm-hmm. but I mean, if the Raiders are looking to dump Derek Carr, but I will say this. The one thing that's going to turn Tom Brady off of Vegas is their defense. <laughs> but I think Devontae Adams outweighs that. True, but there's no there's no guarantee Devontae even stays there. I bet you he would if Tom Brady came there. Can they afford him? I'm sure they would make room for him. True. Because their defense might not be great, but can you imagine arguably the best receiver right now in football playing with Tom Brady. Derek Carr made him look really good. Yeah, that's fair. No, he made Derek Carr look good. There's a difference. That's yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. He still put up Devontae Adams numbers this year. Mm-hmm. Now add it to a guy that could throw it to him literally every play and get it to him. Yep. <laughs> and Darren Waller is still there. You think Darren Waller actually wants to stick around if Tom Brady comes there? Yeah, I could see it. I that mean, team would. would that team would come together if Brady went there. Stop saying stuff. Stop saying stuff. You know, you're you're not wanting me to say it because you know it makes sense. It makes too much sense. That's is what I'm saying. I mean, Josh Jacobs might even stay there. I don't know if they want to keep Josh Jacobs, though. There's a reason. That's true. He might not want to keep. That's true. That's true. That might not be totally his. That's not totally his decision. I guarantee you they're probably looking at rookies. But but Darren Waller and and Devontae Adams at the hands of Tom Brady. 
Yeah, that would be a lethal. And and just to point out, Tom Brady does like his slot receiving white receivers. They already have Hunter Renfro. I mean, yeah, I know, I know. As as much as that would be awful for you, I hate to say it. Yes, that true. honestly is probably the place where it makes the most sense. And not to mention the head coach is his former offensive coordinator, Josh McDaniels. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. know. I bet Josh McDaniels is like, please come, Tom Brady. I'll get to keep my job if you stay here. I know. It's fine. Because, yeah, obviously well, it would be... Well, don't forget, they can't afford to fire Josh Jacobs, or not Josh Jacobs, but Josh McDaniels right but, now. But, yeah, but as soon as they can. Yeah. I mean, but but think about it. Obviously, the the most exciting place for him to go would be San Fran. Oh, 100%. The story's great. The weapons are probably the best that you can probably ask for in, like, uh, completeness, mm-hmm. right? I... <sighs> I just don't see any other team him, him going to other than, than Las than Vegas. Las Vegas. Yeah. I hate the Raiders with all my heart. I mean, who wouldn't? But, yeah, I could totally see that. It's a I can fit. tell you this. Tom Brady wouldn't let Devontae Adams leave. You're not wrong. Like Aaron Rodgers, I've not, I, honestly, the more I kind of look into like these situations and stuff that he's in and stuff, he's got he's to gotta be like one of the most selfish players I've ever seen. Who? Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, yeah. Honestly, he might need to retire. I think he should. I don't think he will, but I think he should. Yeah, he should retire. Because he's getting up there in age, too. He's he's like 38, something like that. Yeah. So he's definitely getting up there. So it was sad to see the Cowboys win, but it's okay. They had their win. They're going to enjoy it for the next – because they play Sunday. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yep. So they got – what's today? Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. They got three more days. To be happy. And they get to visit with one of the best defenses, if not the best remaining defense in the And league. San Francisco – has a time advantage of them being able to rest. They're at home. They don't have to spend any of that time traveling. Cowboys just got off of a game Sunday or Monday, and they have to spend a day of that time of that four to five days traveling. Yep. And they didn't get to bed that night until like four or two or three in the morning. Yep. Cowboys are at such a disadvantage, and normally for a team like uh, I don't care. It's the Cowboys. I don't care. I can't wait to see them lose. Like it's, they're gonna lose this weekend. I have no. I have no doubt they're going to lose this weekend. I agree. Dak Prescott did look good, but you have to remember, this Bucks team was awful this year. Since we're already on the subject of this, let's just go straight into the Niners-Cowboys game here. Two things. One, that it's a whole nother level when it comes to the defenses that Cowboys are going to be facing. <laughs> right. And also a whole nother level of offenses. Because mm. they really, number one, the O-line they're going to be facing is a whole different animal. Which is going to give Brock did you, Purdy? Did you see that Instagram post I sent you? Is it the one with Dak and Zeke hugging? Like no, it's a, it Kyle, or maybe I didn't send it to you. Oh, Kyle, Laurie Poster, Laurie Markkinen makes Ivanka Zubak pay for him jumping. Dang it, we missed a freaking play. No, but um, no, the Cowboys are going to lose this week, no doubt. It's no doubt. Like if you, <laughs> they're they're. It's going to be really really nice to watch them lose because. Mm-hmm. They got so excited. I mean, it's always good to say you knocked Tom Brady out of the playoffs, I guess, technically. But in this situation, that's so overrated because yeah. he's 44. His offensive line was awful. His defense was non-existent, His really. Vudave was, was decent, but he's, like, the only person that really showed up. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly. it. And, and Tom Brady didn't look good. No, he didn't. He missed wide-open receivers as much as his receivers dropped some passes. Yep. This <laughs> this coach 
for 49ers, Kyle Shanahan is way better. Uh, everything you can think of involving the Cowboys or the Bucks and the 49ers, you compare them side by side, everything is better on the 49ers side. Mm-hmm. Defense, offense, in terms of weapons on the both sides. The only advantage they might have, and I mean might have, I would say is quarterback. Because although Dak does throw more picks, he is technically the better thrower. He might not be this week. Again, that's why I said might have. I don't think he will. Actually, he, you know what? That's a lie. They have one advantage, and his name is Micah Parsons. If he does not line up on the left side over by Trent Williams, but he's terrorizing that right tackle. But even then, he had. I think he, he got like. He's not totally healthy. He got. He's. He was. Uh, True, but my, uh, even a partially healthy Micah but, Parsons. But is these last few right weeks, tackle. Micah Parsons hasn't really done anything. These, I don't know. Th- he those, was terrorizing Tom Brady. But that well, that last game kind of it wasn't even really. Look, and that offensive line was awful. Their offense is great. Don't get me wrong. I don't expect him to swing the game so much in the like favor. Trent that. Williams is good, but that whole offensive line is good. Mm-hmm. That whole offensive line, each one of those players is better than whatever offensive line. One of the, like you pick any offensive lineman on the 49ers, better than any offensive line on the Bucks. Yeah, that's fair. So I, it's. Like, yeah, Micah Parsons is good, but he kind of fell off at the end of the year there. Yeah, I agree. So, I don't know. I'm not – Micah Parsons – I don't know. I'm really not that worried. <laughs> like, Brock Purdy obviously might face more pressure. Mm-hmm. But, I, okay, you've got I Christian McCaffrey this, to dump it off to or George Kittle. Like, I, I will that, say this. The rookie quarterback thing is still going to be a thing to watch because even though Brock Purdy went up against a Seahawks defense, which is not going to be as good as the Cowboys defense he's facing – he still might get those rookie jitters, I guess you can say, almost like the. Yips, if I'm if I'm if I'm it. if I'm Kyle Shanahan, I just design a lot of safety plays for dump offs. What, what you want to do first, probably in the first quarter, early in the second, you want to just get get the ball out of his hands quickly. That way, they can't get the pressure. Honestly, I just try running. Uh, yeah, the, honestly, the run game is because the Cowboys don't have a great run defense. I will say this: the Seahawks couldn't stop a run to save their lives. No, they couldn't stop a bloody nose. Like yeah. it, it, I literally. They might. This is this is what's so funny about this situation. Brock Purdy is really good, but he doesn't even have to be. You can give it to Elijah Mitchell or a freaking Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey. Throw a tight end screen to George Kittle. Throw a tight end screen or a regular screen, or just give these little dump offs into the flats to mm-hmm. freaking McCaffrey. Hand it off to Debo. <laughs> Hand it off to Debo. Even Debo is a great runner. Like he looked really good running last week. Like mm-hmm. like these crossers they set up are just great plays. Yeah. These freaking. Kyle yeah, Shanahan is just a freaking genius. He's a genius, and the fact that they were able to get all those weapons on one offense is just not fair. I st- honestly, that, but look, that also is like, are they that good, or is it also coaching that develops them to be these good players? The like, coaching is great. Don't get me wrong. Like, the fact that you're able to get all these players involved and engaged in an offense with so many weapons, and also get a rookie quarterback to guide all this as well, that's the thing. Because you do have to also make good decisions. Because mm-hmm. not everybody's going to be open on every play. And Brock Purdy's best throw of last week was also a drop. By Ayuk, we who we That's haven't true. even mentioned this whole time. Like that quarter, it was like the corner of the end zone, and that Ayuk was such. I don't. I just don't think Ayuk thought it was going to get to him. I, I didn't think it was going to get to anyone, and so, then it got to him, and then all of a sudden, it, I think it hit his hands, and he was like, "Oh crap! I didn't think that was going to yeah, actually get yeah, to me." It, it surprised him just as much as the next, so I don't blame him. But yeah, that was a heck of a throw by Brock Purdy. Obviously, I think the Niners are going to take this game still. Their defense is phenomenal, and their offense just has too much for 
the Cowboys to cover. Yeah, uh, I'm going to say the Niners win this one. It's going to be closer than the last game. I'm going to go 27-17. Niners. I'm going to go 28-14. 28-14? Okay. I, I think the pressure is going to get to the Cowboys. I think Joey Bosa is going to freaking have a day. Or Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa, okay. Yeah, Nick Bosa. Yeah, Nick Bosa. I always get them mixed up. I Nick Bosa is going to be going up against a rookie, if I'm not mistaken, in Smith. Kevin Smith is his name. Now, he has actually played – or Tyler Smith, that's his name. He's played respectable this season. He hasn't yeah. been terrible. Yeah, but he hasn't gone up against any really – Or really any good defensive line. Because, I mean, the really. Like, they haven't really gone off too tough of – Yeah. And it shows when they have gone up against decent players, like they went up against freaking – Washington, they lost to Washington. Yeah, that they did. Now, so again, Niners, I think you're going to pull this one off. Let's keep it in the NFC and go up to another intriguing matchup here. Philly and New York Giants. I like Philly because I like Jalen Hurts and I want him to do good. And I actually saw a Twitter post. that Did you see that Super Bowl prediction from that Twitter post from like 2015 that was predicting oh, the Super Bowl? Oh, yeah, Bowls? predicting all the winners. It predicts that the Eagles win this year. Yeah, I, I, that could easily be Photoshopped, though. So I don't That's what that. I think, too. I was <laughs> I was thinking that the other day when I was driving back from Target. I was like, that's got to be Photoshopped. Yeah, that's easy. I mean, <laughs> that's if easy. it's not, I mean, shout out to that guy. I number two, you could easily you could easily post that that day and adjust the day. Like, yeah. it's not that hard to do that. No. So, again, at, at this, at this I, point. I might think the, the Giants could pull this off. I think they might be able to for two reasons. One. Their offense has gotten into a heck of a groove. I also think their defense is probably the most underrated defense. It's underrated, but I do think the Eagles' defense is better. It's just more loaded. It's more loaded. And they but have when the you're coached, cor- right? They have the best cornerback, too. Because here's the thing. The defense that Danny Dines is going to be going up against is literally... He's going from the worst defense in the NFL to a top-five defense. It's true. He literally, by points scored per game, the Giants, I think the Vikings were the worst in the NFL, 32nd ranked. I think they are going to rely a lot on Saquon, and if Saquon has a good game, if you can, the key to a game, especially when you're playing a tough team, is controlling the run game, Mm -hmm. because if you can control the run game, you can control the clock, and if you can control the clock, and then as long as you have a good coach with good game management, which they do... Mm I don't know, dude. I so I, I still think I think the Eagles defense is just that much better that it's just gonna be an Eagles win. What what what's gonna be the most interesting thing here? The one thing the Eagles have struggled with this year the most is the run game. So say and that's Martin what I was and that's, Danny Dimes, who has unlocked his legs. Well that's like, that's why I brought he got up the fifth year upgrade and they gave him legs. That Okay. That's why that's why I brought up Saquon. If Saquon has a game, mm-hmm. it's kinda sucky because they might have to kind of solely rely on him. I don't think so. I think Danny Jones. Danny Jones. I mean, Danny Di- Daniel Jones. His <laughs> legs are going to be important in this one. No, they are, and they're going to have to use a lot of motion but, to get the ball in and out of Danny Jones's. But hands. if Saquon has a good game, I think the Giants win this. That's an if. I'm going off of just what I think is going to happen because you also got to look that although the D- Giants' defense is solid. Have they gone up against, again, this Eagles offense, which has a ton of weapons? Number one, a mobile quarterback. They didn't have that in Kirk Cousins last week. No, okay, so... Um, they did go... Now, I will say this. Last week, they... Um, what was his face? Adoree Jackson, I think is his name. Mm-hmm. He was the number one corner on Justin Jefferson. And I think on... He covered him like 
five or six times, and he ended up finishing with like five catches for 38 yards. Not a great day for Jake Ellis. So, okay, so here's what I'm thinking. The obvious and most logical pick should be the Eagles. My uh, my gut, though, just tells me I really think the Giants pull this off. I think it's going to be the biggest upset this week. I'm, I'm still going Eagles. Give me the Eagles on this one. I'm looking at a final score of 30 to 20. I'm going Giants 24 to 21. 24-21? I'm going 30 to 20 Eagles on this one. All right. Well, we'll see who gets that one right. That one's interesting. I like it. I, I just can't. I I don't know why I love. I actually love the Eagle. Jalen Hurts. I think has been so hated, and I think the story is awesome from being doing is good. But my gut just tells me I think the Giants are a little bit underdogs, and they are riding that energy. Mm-hmm. And the Eagles have really not had too tough a schedule. Yeah. And the, I don't know. This might be the toughest defense they've gone up against in a really long time. The the Eagles. I think it will the solely rely. So I think the Giants' key to winning is Saquon. Yeah. I think the Eagles is A.J. Brown. Yep. That that pass defense, again, is going to be the most important <laughs> thing there. What was that? That was, that the... was a bad call by the refs because the refs are I feel like that. Assholes. I feel like that shouldn't have even been a call. No. But like, there's, look there's, how many scratches Jokic has. No, no, literally Jokic is bleeding after, <laughs> like, after every single play here. See, that's a flop by that Kyle is, Anderson. That right? is a flop. Yeah, that's an offensive foul. <laughs> that's a charge. I'm not quite about that. That's a charge. I don't know. He didn't look set to me. Yeah, yeah that he was. That was an offensive they're foul. Challenging it, so. Oh, he, I, didn't, he didn't look set to me. But they're. I'm calling it right now. They're gonna uphold it because number one, Jokic is white. That's it. No, but um, the rest of all, I, I. Yeah, I'm sticking. What what day is this game? I want to say that's a Sunday game, too. Gosh, I'm, like, so excited for that game. It can't be. The Bills and Bengals have to be Sunday. Wait. Oh, Bills and Bengals. Sorry. Um, Let's find out. Let's just look at the NFL schedule. So, Bills and Bengals. Let's just start looking at the offenses because that's going to be the start of the show here. Let's start with the Bills. You have Josh Allen, one of the best running quarterbacks in the league. He's got a hell of an arm. He just needs. He still needs to work on his accuracy and some <laughs> stupid-ass plays that he really has. Okay. So Saturday is Jaguars, Chiefs, Giants, Eagles, Bengals, Bills, and Cowboys, Niners are Sunday. Dude, you should come over again. We watch those games. Right, I'm I'd so I'm so excited so for that. Jack, let's that. start Ooh. with the Bills here. Josh Allen, again, he's a, he he can be amazing. I mean, prior to last week, he had a hell of a playoff career. Sixteen to one interception ratio or touchdown to interception ratio. That's pretty damn good. Yeah, winning record not so good though. Okay, but can you really put that on him? Those 13 seconds were not on him. No, but I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying. No. Stats aren't always everything. You're, you're, true. Come, coming to the playoffs. nearly a 40-burger and your defense can't stop somebody the only, for 13 The seconds? only team that it wouldn't matter, or the team that it does matter with that he did such a good game against is the Chiefs. But, like, I don't know, dude. I Because when they were because this is the game where DeMar Hamlin went down. Bengals were They were up, yes, seven to three, but that was also in Cincy. This is in Buffalo. This is gonna be a very emotional game in Buffalo. It is, and I think that's what's gonna help, but I think Cincy is one of the team that travels best. They do travel very well, and the Bengals are like on a nine game win streak. I will say that. Joe Joe Shiesty has proven to be him in the playoffs. And he's also got You know what annoys me? Is Gabe Davis. (laughs) He's either on or off. That's it. In the playoffs, he's always on. Yes. But guess what? That doesn't help your fantasy team. No. Just to all future people out there, don't draft him. Unless you 
Unless you absolutely unless you want to just have someone warm in your bench, and then when you decide to play them, they ultimately disappoint you. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, if you can find anyone else that gets three catches for 190 yards and three touchdowns, when you don't play him, when you don't play him, because when you do play him, he'll get two targets, (laughs) maybe a catch, maybe he might get a catch for like seven yards. Yep. Maybe like a long one for like 15, but that'll be it. You'll get like maybe two to three points. That's literally it. what's going to happen. I love it. I think, I don't know. This one, I think Cincinnati's going to win. They did struggle last week, but that's because that that Ravens defense, that's like the Ravens identity. And it has been for years. It's just defense. Mm-hmm. That's how they've always gone. That's how they've always managed their drafts. That's how they've always, that's why Lamar has no help. Yeah. Because they freaking draft defense and they do really good at it. But I, I think this will be the most exciting game. Um, I, I, th- I, I hope this one's a shootout. I really do. I don't think either team has elite defenses, but I think the defenses are solid. But, again, I hope it's a shootout. I'm looking at the it Bills should to be. win this one 35. Or not 35. You think um, the Bills are going to win? I think the Bills are going to win. I do think that the motivation is just bigger for Buffalo, and since it's a home game, plus I also just don't want to see another AFC championship in Kansas City. I just don't. That's true. And if the Bills win, then at worst case scenario, it's either in Buffalo or at a neutral site. So, But you know what? I don't think it matters that they're going to Buffalo. If if the Bengals can go to Kansas City and beat Kansas City, that's way harder than going to Buffalo. Now, I will say this. The Bengals have beaten Kansas City in Kansas City. In the, a, and, in in the, the championship, championship game. game. That's way harder and than Joe going Shirey to... And Joe has yet to lose to Pat Mahomes. Keep that going, and, and that's way harder to do, I think, than going to Buffalo. Mm-hmm. That's why the traveling. The only thing that might get me is emotion and energy does, I think, have a huge factor. Yeah. That Demar Hamlin situation, I think, will help. Yeah. I think the Bills will win this one 34-31. I almost want to say the exact opposite. Like they, the Bills will win, or the Bengals, Bengals. will win, but it is going to be a, it's going to be like thirty-four to thirty-one, or like twenty-four to twenty-one. Fair enough. Yeah. I because I, like I, I think the Bills, the Bengals, I think travel best because I think if you can go into a playoff game in the championship game and beat Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes in Kansas City, there's really no harder situation really to be in in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like honestly, <laughs> because at least in the Super Bowl, it's a neutral site. Yeah, full of a bunch of rich snobs watching you, <laughs> like literally. Yeah. Um, I don't. It's not it. I can't not choose the Bengals in this game, okay, especially with how it was going last time yeah. they were matched up. Fair enough. Because T, T. Higgins and Jamar Chase, they're super young. They're both playing it at a – because isn't T. Higgins part of the same draft class as Jay Jettis? Yes, I believe yeah. so. He's not that much worse than Jay Jettis. No, he's not. Like, well, really. He's not – T. Higgins is T. Higgins, T. Higgins is just – yeah. T. Higgins is just not the lone target. No. He's got Jamar Chase to really eat up a lot of the defense's attention as well. And that – and T. Higgins is a big receiver, too. Very big receiver. Jamar Chase is just so freaking agile and just, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. I'm, take, I'm taking the Bengals 34-31. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Let's go to the last game of the playoffs. The Jaguars and the Chiefs are technically the first one, but not the point. So, last time these two teams played, the Chiefs won comfortably. Now, Christian Kirk did have a solid day, and Trevor Lawrence did not have a bad day. But the Jaguars' defense could not stop a bloody nose either. Now, this Jaguar defense has a ton more experience now, and they're definitely going to be playing, well, obviously, a lot better because Doug Peterson has them playing phenomenal right now. I, I will if say they this, were going I, against any other any other coach, I would give almost the Jaguars the edge. But can't but Andy Reid is Andy Reid is him. The Jaguars will keep this one close, in my opinion. But I, I think, think this could be another shootout. 
I can see it because because the Chiefs, the Chiefs passing, passing defense is not great. It's horrible. Uh, Trevor Lawrence has proven to be a true number one overall pick. Yes, he, he just needs phenomenal. coaching. He just needed good coaching. <laughs> yeah, because when you're going to the NFL, no matter what, it's going to be way harder. No matter how good yeah. you are in college, you, you don't need, you need some, a good coach. You don't need someone being like it's like playing Alabama every week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Doug Peterson is like, get out of here. <laughs> that was after they lost to the Denver Broncos, mind you. Um, <laughs> I. Yeah, it's like playing Alabama every week. Yeah, um, maybe Alabama you should play- go back to coaching then, because. Yeah. Because that is also what Aiden Hutchinson said, similar, in a, mm-hmm. but in like a much better, not stupid yeah. way. He said, in college, there are some games you don't really necessarily have to prep as hard because mm-hmm. you just know they're not – like they're just, you know. But in the NFL, you cannot ever take anyone lightly. Like, yeah. it, you know, the Lions next year – and that's a side rant for me. That's the Lions, a, Lions next rant, year yeah. are going to be in the playoffs. They mm-hmm. might even get past the first round. Ooh, interesting prediction. There. I, th- I like it, but interesting. Anyways, I'm 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 hopping on that Lions bandwagon. Right, fair enough. So I'm I'm gonna take the Chiefs in this one. As much as I hate to say it, I'm taking the Chiefs. I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. I think this is gonna be the highest scoring game of the weekend, actually, over Bills and Bengals. Really? Give me the Chiefs on this one, 38-35. I want to choose the Jaguars so bad. I can't. Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs is it's different. Him. It's him. And he's had more time to prep. Yep. Which, honestly, I think could also be a little bit of a disadvantage when you go that long without playing. But at the same time, it's not too long, and it's Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. Yeah, Travis Kelsey is going to go off. I mean, Travis Kelsey. Kels- Everett had a good day against the Jaguars. <laughs> I can only imagine what Kelsey's about to do to them. <laughs> That's true. I didn't even think yeah, about Gerald that. Yeah, had a decent, like, he, he looked like the kind of tight end you expected him to be when you pick him up for fantasy. Yeah, tight you end, think. Uh, Travis Kelsey is him every week. Um, yeah. Guys, I'm there sorry. are There are certain th- players that teams play better, at, whether it's some people play better against slot receivers or wideouts <laughs> mm-hmm. and tight ends. Yeah, so I expect Travis Kelsey, Kelsey can play him. all those positions. I honestly think Travis Kelsey is going to be the reason they win this game. Me too. But I think it's I think it's not going to be as because I think the nerves are going to get to Trevor Lawrence. I think Andy Reid is going to call some ballsy plays, just like Doug Peterson is. Yeah. This might be a really exciting game, just because they're both not afraid. In this game, because they're (laughs) fourth and twelve. Nope. Fourth and twelve for my old one yard line. Let's do it. Let's. But seriously, there is going to be a lot of gutsy calls Mm because it's like. And and this is what I've always said, when you're playing a tough team, you cannot play conservative. You cannot. And I and neither and neither team will play conservative. Conservative. Andy Reid makes some great calls. Doug Peterson plays really good calls. I'm, and they're both Super Bowl winning quarterbacks, so or coaches. So that's true. Doug Peterson might be able to kind of help carry Trevor Lawrence in this game, but I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be able. To, if you get shaken up against the Chargers. After throwing four first-half picks, mind you. Yikes. Yeah. It's going to be <coughs> interesting <coughs> to see. but um, no. I think it's high scoring. I think the Jaguars keep it at least interesting. Or let me rephrase that. They keep it close. So, long story short, again, Kansas City 38, Jaguars 35. I think it's going to be like 28 to 24. Uh, Chiefs. Chiefs, yeah. I hate the Chiefs so much because they're so good. <laughs> Well, and they're in your division, and they're, yeah. That's exactly why. It's not yeah. like we've lost 15 straight to them. Uh, Utah and the Clippers are still playing. Um, Utah's comfortably going to win this game, though. They're up 121-99 to right now with two and a half minutes left in the game. Marketing, I'm assuming, is sitting. 
because there's no need to have him in the game right now. He looks like he's going to finish with 34. No, he needs to get his 50. <laughs> yeah. No, um, but yeah. No, it's, he's not even going to get 40. But anyways, this this this, this is going to be a really interesting uh, game to watch, mm-hmm. the Chiefs and the Jaguars. But I, honestly, though, I think it has the most potential for the highest shootout, but I also think yeah. it has the potential for the biggest blowout. Mm-hmm. Like if any team is going to have a blowout, it's going to be the Chiefs against the Jaguars. It. Yeah. I hope it's not, though. I hope that they're all really interesting close games. But I have a kind of a sneaky feeling that it could get out of hand. Yeah. And anyways. I don't know. The Jaguars let it get out of hand in the first half. They're not they, doing that against the Chiefs. <laughs> no, not with Patrick Mahomes on the other side know, of the ball. I know. They're, they're also not at home. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, anyways. But, yeah, that's that's what I think. That's basically this week here, guys. If there's anything you think we missed, anything you want us to talk about, feel free to let us know. We're more than happy to talk about it. If you think our NFL predictions are complete dog water, also let us know. Yeah. We want to be able to talk about things that you guys agree with, or not necessarily agree with, but you guys want to talk yes, about. Yes, you must agree with us. <laughs> no, but, yeah. No, that's all I got. Guys, appreciate talking to you. We'll talk to you next time. Yep.